and welcome to today's episode of The Sherilyn Show. For those of you that don't know, (laughs) I'm Sherilyn. I'm a content and confidence coach and I specialize in helping women to grow their businesses and brands using organic marketing strategies. Now, that's not to say that I'm not a fan of automated services. And I wanna be able to talk to you today about a combination of the two. So let's talk about organic strategies versus automated strategies and kind of what works best and why. And, um, you know, I'm gonna, this is probably gonna leave you with some things to think about, to be honest, because honestly, as I've said a million and one times before, There is no one way to market. There is no one way to advertise. There is no one way to build a brand. You know, there's so many different ways that you can do it. Now, of course, I always think that it's so important to focus on the foundations and the core and build outwards from there. Once you've got the core in place, anything else can be chopped and changed. But that kind of, you know, that that consistent brand message will always flow through. So I think it's really important to figure out what those foundations are. And this is something that I work very heavily on when I work with my clients, because that is the bit that is unbreakable. So with that in mind, we are going to be diving into something that I believe is probably one of the biggest issues when it comes to people making money online and being able to grow their business. Now, again, as I said, take this with a pinch of salt. I want you to be able to take this and run with it, but also keep in mind that there's also gonna be room and opportunities for you to combine different strategies in order to create your perfect strategy. So when it comes to marketing and business, I want you to just go on a journey with me right now, okay? So we're gonna go to the supermarket. (laughs) We're gonna go to the supermarket. Now, I know that the way that the world is going, so many more things are becoming automated. And I really do believe that there's this kind of balance of, you know, automatic, sorry, organic versus automated and kind of, you know, where where are we going to be in 10 years? Where are we going to be in 15 years? And slowly, you know, we're seeing the service industry become more automated. And I think that probably started in, in places like Japan, uh, you know, over there, there's like robot restaurants and a lot of places where you can go in, get served and not have to see or speak to another person. Um, and so many of that sort of like tech, technology advancement you know that that's become that's come over here and it's just become the norm for us now but I remember being a kid or how old was I I think probably like a teenager um when you know automated service machines started to kind of be available to you it was like oh what's going on over here and um it wasn't everywhere how it is now but I've sure for sure remember feeling like okay, we're, this is the world of robots now. Like we're in this world together. Like what is happening? Whereas now we, you know, we see it and we don't even blink twice at it. But let's think about from a service perspective, what happens. So for example, if I go to the supermarket, I decide I'm going to go to Asda, I do my weekly shop. So it's obviously quite a bit of, you know, food and drink and, you know, whatever. So we get the weekly shop, we go down and there's a huge queue and, you know, someone looking for the manager um, for the service line that's actually got a human in it. So you've got the, the conveyor belt, you've got a couple of trolleys in front, then you've got someone that's looking for the manager and it just looks like a bit chaotic. So I think, okay, cool. I'm going to make this a little bit smoother and easier for me. So I'm going to go over to the machine. So we go to the machine. And of course, <laughs> machines are great. They are incredible. I love the way that we have advanced and the way that we kind of coexist with technology and humans 
However, there's always going to be frustrations. There's always going to be frustrations with this. So for example, I'm unloading all of the stuff and you know, it gets to a point I'm scanning something, trying to scan the barcode. I can't find the barcode. I then have to raise my hand, get someone to come over, scan their code in, disappear. Then I'm continuing to scan everything through. Then the weight's wrong. Then they're telling me that I've, I've not scan something properly and it's this whole shabazzle and then anyway I've got some you know gin so then someone else has to come over and then they have to approve me for the age thing then they go away then I try and do something else so what happens is that yes I in an ideal world those machines are good and they're great if you are going to kind of just buy a couple of bits and you know get yourself out of there but it's not the same replacement as speaking to someone because I know that if I was then to go in the line with the queue, with, with the lady that's waving for the manager, on a quiet day and there was no one in front of me and I walked down, I'm gonna get my items scanned for me first of all. I don't have to pick anything up, I don't have to search for the barcodes and, and pick up the labels and you know go back and forth and press the button so people can kind of come over and assist me. Ultimately, I'm gonna have a conversation, I'm gonna to speak to someone, they're gonna ask me some questions, how's my day? And I have a bit of interaction which warms me up. And then when it comes to the payment, the payment feels very different. I don't know why, I don't know if this is just me, but the payment feels very different when there's a human taking the payment. So, you know, the lady said, oh, okay, that, that's gonna be this much, da da da. And she's asking me questions, I'm typing up it in, da da da. It feels a bit more, you know, you don't even think about it. You're just kind of like chatting away, whatever. But then, you know, it's always a bit of a faff when I'm on the machine and then it says, oh yeah, it takes card only. Okay, cool. Then I have to click the button that says, right, how would you like to pay? And I'm like, oh, like which one do I want to do? And then it's, it's just different. It's just a very different experience. Not to say one is better or worse, because of course there are days that I just don't even want to speak to anyone, particularly, you know, in, in COVID days, we don't want, want to be around as many people or whatever. So of course, you know, the simplicity and the smoothness on a good day of the machines is great. Much the same as the smoothness on a good day with a human is great as well. However, let's think about other automations that we deal with. And probably, you know, these are probably like comedy skits out there somewhere. But if we decide that we're gonna call HMRC to file our tax return and we can't log in online, it won't let us log in, it's telling us we need to call this number, whatever, so we call the number. We are gonna go through rounds and rounds of different automations. We're gonna go speak to different robots. They're gonna ask us for the unique tax identification number. They're then gonna ask us for the first line of our address. They're then gonna ask us for the first name. They're then gonna say this. They're gonna get us to type in our date of birth. And it means that the kind of personable experience that we're used to having when we pick up the phone is just sucked away. And nine times out of 10, we end up screaming at the phone, shouting louder, because we can't get them to understand what we're saying. We're then pressing a few different buttons. It might say, oh, no one's available now. The phone gets hung up, we call back again. In case you haven't noticed, I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> but then, you know, by the time we actually get on the phone, because, you know, we really do probably need to speak to someone. It's just about finding out the right person to speak to. By the time we actually get to the person that we wanna to speak to, we're probably a little bit irate, a little bit irritated, a bit annoyed, a bit short, and it's not the same experience that it could have been had we have that service right from the beginning. So I think it's really important to just acknowledge in life where we are experiencing organic strategies and where we are experiencing automated strategies and just notice the difference between them. Now, again, automation is gonna be really, really good in terms of being able to let you, as a, as a business owner, as a brand builder, spread your time effectively. At the end of the day, we're not trying to get into burnout here. We're not trying to do a million and one things 
um, as the solo person that's having to do everything. Of course, if there's something that we can send out that's going to give everybody access to something or send out an email campaign that's automated or, you know, have a payment page on the website as opposed to having to individually take everyone's card details. All of those things are going to make life so much easier. But here's why I think that there is room for a balance. And it's because I feel that so many people are starting businesses or starting building brands from from the ground up, from the beginning, and already implementing um, implementing those automated strategies. Now, of course, there's going to be space for you to do that as you go. But the interesting thing is that at the beginning, you don't even know. Like, it's so crazy to me, guys. Even last year when I I launched my business and I was like, this is what I want to do. So much has changed. I've learned so much that I've then gone, oh, okay. And it's all become habit to me now. But it's stuff that I didn't even know that I didn't know. And that's, that's the same thing with you. As you build anything, as you create anything... There's going to be so many things that you just don't even know that you don't know. And that's the problem because when it comes to automation and doing things from the beginning, it means that you've not even had anything to compare it to, to start getting things right. Now, let's talk about this in terms of if I take someone through my program, for example, if I decided that from day one, I was gonna do an automated program. So it was gonna be something where I didn't even speak to anyone. They go online, they put their card details in, they sign up for the course, they then just work through everything in the background and that's it. There are courses like that that work because self-paced, self-teach courses are great. However, if I've not yet figured out what my business is, how I want it to work, how I want it to flow, how I want that client journey to move, it's gonna be really difficult for me to to be able to nip things in the bud very, very quickly. So when I did my first launch of the program, what I loved about it was that my clients knew that it was the first launch of my program. So I'm saying to them, you know, tell me if there's anything that you need a bit more of, if there's anything that you've got too much of, let me know. Let's work through this together. Great. My beta version was very much, let's all kind of like collaborate and, and get through this together. So what it meant is that if we got past a module or if there was a particular training and there was something that, that, the, the same question kept coming up or there was something that was missing or they were kind of like, oh, I think there's probably a bit too much of that. That was a bit overwhelming that week. It meant that I could just go, okay, cool, no problem. I could just fix it there and then. Whereas when there's a system in place already, it's really hard for you to step in and kind of get into the nuts and bolts of that and ask those direct face-to-face questions. So I think it's really important to think about what the foundations are organically and then as you kind of sink into ah okay I found my rhythm with this I feel like this works I feel like that is what I want it to be then it makes it so much easier because you're already preempting what the customer experience is going to be but you're getting it right because you're actually asking the customers and you're actually seeing it from their perspective I also encourage you if you are someone that's setting auto- or setting up automations or funnels or anything like that go through your own funnel and see if it's as smooth and as exciting and jazzy as you think it is from the back end, because things look great sometimes um, from you know the back end. And you think, oh, then this happens and this pops up and da da da. But then when you're actually going through it as a guest or as a customer, it might not be so smooth, and you might get a few questions about that. And this happened recently with with an automation that I did. There was one play, page where it kept getting stuck. And I was like, why is that happening? Because there was an internal link that I hadn't connected. But I wouldn't have really figured that out. It wasn't anything that anyone would really have noticed because it was a bonus thing. 
but I of course wanted to give them that experience. So for me to work, walk through it and actually look at it from a consumer perspective is really, really helpful. And I believe this with anything. So with your business, it can be the best business in the world, but if you start, start it organically, and start to kind of work through organically the whole process, it means that then when you're ready to take things to the next level and automate it and take a step back, you already know that all of those nuts and bolts connect really smoothly. And you can already see what the customer experience is gonna be like, and it flows a little bit nicer. And this is why when people probably just start a business and think, right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start doing Facebook ads. They then just whack a load of money on you know Facebook, business suite or whatever it's called and then just start promoting but the problem is because they've not yet figured out their niche they've not yet figured out their audience they've not yet figured out who wants this product and, and why do they want this product and kind of started to to work why we're going to attract these people in and why they're going to buy and um, that it makes it really difficult so i would highly recommend a combination of organic and um, automated but only once you've got to a certain point in organic. Because the problem is, if you go to automated straight away, you're never gonna figure out what's wrong or you are gonna figure out what's wrong and it's gonna be a really expensive lesson to learn <laughs> because you're gonna figure it out when you've already spent a lot of money on ads and, and getting that promotion up. So when you are building your business from scratch, of course, I know what we wanna do, we have a tendency and a kind of desire to start everything shiny and new from the beginning, but I cannot tell you how much things change as you work with different people, as you try different things, as you learn different things, as you teach different things, you know, you, you will see that a pathway starts to open up once you've actually started to put one foot in front of the other. It's very hard to, to take a step back and look at, you know, the map, for example, and think, oh, that's going to be really easy. It's only when you're in the pathway of the map and you see, right, that's where I need to go left. And okay, that looks a little bit different here. Um, than it did on the map you know it's really really hard from the outside to see it so walking through it and doing the organic kind of working through it step by step is going to make it so much easier when it does come to automating also i think it's really um a lot of people get tempted to design everything with the fancy trimmings and make sure that everything is shiny and new and the best website in the world and all of this whole thing set up here and this funnel doing this and this doing that from day one. And I know that, that how much would we all love it on day one if our business was just perfect from day one. But it's just not how it works. <laughs> and also, there's so much more that you're gonna learn about it. And the problem is if you spend so much time building the website, getting all the trimmings done, figuring out the funnels, getting everything set up in the background before you've done any of the front end work, then it means that you've got this amazing course, this amazing product, this amazing service that you've got to offer. And then you've got no one to offer it to because you've not done any of the work on the front end to, to bring people in and to draw people through the doors. So I really think that kind of having a balance of those two things as well, of, of kind of setting up the, the system so that it's in place, but then also being able to, um, work on the front end so that you're bringing people in the doors, that's what's also gonna help. Because, let me let me tell you something, right? I'm gonna be real with you. For my first round of my signature program, I didn't even have it on a course website. I didn't host it on a proper course website. I literally did it on a shared workspace with links and Google Docs, and that was it. That was my course. And it's not how the course is delivered or what format and what shiny funnels it's delivered on. It's the content. 
of the course. It's the product at the end of the day. So I know that we want to make sure that everything is perfect in, in the background and you know good to go. But sometimes if we start before we're ready, it means that as we're working through things, we actually can we can troubleshoot things as we face them, as opposed to building this whole mega, you know, complex and empire without it being touched, then bringing the first person through and being like, ah, actually I need to change that. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, that's not right anymore. Oops, that's updated. It just makes it so much harder. So I think that it, it can be really easy for us to think that once we've decided we're going to do something, once we've got the product, once we've got the service, that's it. But leave a bit of room for, fle for flexibility because this is what's going to help you to attract the right kind of person that comes into the course. But not only that, it's going to make it so much easier for you as well. It's going to make it feel less overwhelming and it's also going to make it quite fun because you're getting feedback and you're, you're getting kind of like real life experiences. You don't need to go and do the market research because this process is the market research for you. So when it comes to organic versus automated, as I said, I think that there's room for a combination of both. But my recommendation for anybody starting something online, particularly if you wanna save your pennies and you know make sure you're not just kind of throwing money up the wall and hoping for the best, is to start with organic build everything out organic, have real life conversations first. And then you can get to a point that you send your, you know, your automated emails and your templates and, and this, that and the other. That can always come later. But what you need to do first is just get a gauge of how it works on the front end. Make sure that you've kind of sunk into the rhythm of it and it's going to make it much easier. Much the same as Asda, I know is probably not perfect. You know, the system with everyone's scanning their stuff, but if they had decided on the same day that they were gonna open the doors to Asda how many years ago, they were gonna automate it all, then they would never really have made the correct machines because they wouldn't have probably got the weight thing right. They wouldn't have um, put the scanner in correctly and it would have just been so much harder and clunkier. But over time, because they've mastered how they want their service to happen and how they want that front end service to be in the client experience, the customer experience, that it means it's made it easier to automate, still not perfect, but it's so much easier and you can see very strong similarities between the journey. You know, exactly the same thing happens on the machine in terms of order as it does when I go to the till. So I hope that, that was helpful for you today. Um, I really want to hear your thoughts on this episode. So if you haven't left a review before, if you haven't shared the podcast or, you know, let your friends know um, what it is that I'm sharing, then please do let me know. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the, the value that you're getting. And also, if you've got any particular topics that you'd like me to talk about, because I speak on this podcast very intuitively. I don't, you know, pre-record, pre-rehearse or anything. It's just kind of, let's just see what happens. Or if there's particular conversations or questions I've had, I'll tend to do a podcast about it. So this is your opportunity to get your questions answered and get support in the areas that you're probably finding are a bit of a sticking point. So I hope that was helpful for you today. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care, guys. Bye.